So come out and play with me I've got some candy Let's get together now And you and me can share our candy Won't you come out and play with me I've got some candy Let's get together now and Won't you come take a walk with me I've got some candy Let's get together now And you and me can share our candy Won't you come take a walk with me I've got some candy Let's get together now And... Growing up plastic, plastic exploded I see you're really candy coated I've got lots of candy too Just waiting there for you Won't you come stay a while with me I got some candy. Let's get together now, and you and me can share our candy. Won't you come stay a while with me? I got some candy. Let's get together now, and. And you're listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. And you just heard right there the rabble from Montreal, Quebec in the 1960s with Candy. And we have a caller right now on the line. Hello, are you there, caller? A caller is here. How are you, Nardwar? Fine, and who are you? I am Joe Shithead. Of the DOA. Of the rock and roll band DOA playing tonight in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, Joey Shithead. That's right, at the Commodore Ballroom. Uh, Right off the bat, Joey Shithead, I want to ask you, Mike Harris, Mike Harris from Ontario, do you remember Mike Harris at all? Yeah, yeah, Um, yes, uh, Premier Mike Harris, he was an ex-golf pro, and he got elected on uh, the fact that he would uh, get rid of photo radar in Ontario. I remember him very well. And what I just played right there was his band, The Rabble. He was in are that... You, are you kidding? That's hilarious, right? Um, what did he play, guitar or drums? I think it might have been guitar and vocals. That might have even been him singing. <laughs> That's pretty good. Okay. Way and, to go, Mike. It shows you did one decent thing in his life, right? So. And speaking of life, Joey yeah. Shedhead, tonight at the Commodore Ballroom, 30 years of DOA. Yeah, it's hard to believe, isn't it? Yeah. I put out a call to people on Twitter, and if anybody on Twitter, Twitter, has any questions for Joey of DOA, just go to at Nardwar on Twitter, N-A-R-D-W-U-A-R. And right off the bat, I did get a question for you, Joey Shithead, from Mr. Spike. 
And from he from, mi- from Mr. Spike, we have okay, a, a Twitter yeah. question for you. And sure. he says right off the bat, ask him, ask Joey Shithead, what gift is appropriate for a 30th anniversary? Um, sure, I'm looking at the alley. We're blocked here. You got to take the next one there. Uh, what gift is appropriate? Um... Were there any gifts for the 25th or the 20th? No, not really. Uh, we didn't bother with that, right? So, um, so tell Mr. Spike uh, any gift. He'll have to figure it out himself. So. And Mr. Spike is in South Florida. When was the last time you played South Florida? He wants you to come to South Florida and yeah, play some we gigs. Yeah, we were try- looking at trying to get there this winter. Um, I don't know if it's going to happen, but the last time we were in Florida was, uh, I'm thinking it was uh, 89 or like 1990, somewhere around there, like a long time, like uh, almost 20 years, right? Mr. Mr. Spike wants you back to Florida, Joey Shithead. Of course, you're playing tonight in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, with SNFU. When is the first time that you saw SNFU? We played with them in in, uh, 82 at the Spartans Men's Club in uh, the north end of uh, Edmonton, uh, up near kind of where the Coliseum is, I believe, right? So... And, uh, yeah, they were like a young, fresh, energetic bunch, right? And uh, uh, kind of became friends, and we did the same hall show next year in 83 with them, right? So, and I just saw them recently over in um, Dusseldorf in August. We were over there. With, the bill was pretty cool. It was uh, SNFU, DOA, Channel 3, the Dickies, and uh, the Adolescents. Was that one of those Holidays in the Sun shows? No, this was just a guy had um, like a big hall, and he just, a lot of the bands were over there play festivals like the Holidays in the Sun. We didn't, and uh, we, that, everybody happened to coincide at once, all these old school uh, punk rock bands. So, yeah, and then uh, later on we played a big festival up in uh, Rostock, right? So. And they're playing with you tonight. Who else is on the bill tonight, Joey? The Jolt. The Jolts, fine young up-and-comers from uh, Vancouver, right? From Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. You're yeah. always helping out the new bands and the old bands. Are you getting any super young fans from this Jay-Z song, DOA? Have you heard about this Jay-Z uh, song? Yeah, I, I, only, only briefly. Uh, no, that hasn't, <laughs> there hasn't been a trickle-down effect from the Jay-Z empire yet, right? So we're hoping it might uh, break and then the, the, well, you know, when the floodgates open, hey, it could be big there. Because the word DOA is really out there. He's trending all the time. Speaking of Twitter, he's trending all the time. Jay-Z, DOA, you know, death of auto-tune. So I thought Yeah, perhaps- right, right, right. Which is something that uh, some people in the studio, maybe they need auto-tune. You know what I mean? Are you guys going here? Yeah. Have Sorry, you- I'm just directing traffic here. Have you ever been offered auto-tune at all, Joey Shithead? Have you ever uh, done no, it? Should we take it right here? Yeah. Sorry Sorry to all your fans out there in Ardmore. Listen to that. that- there's been a horrible traffic jam in Vancouver on the way to the show. Uh, and, here we go. And, uh, anyways, no, uh, auto-tune, no, it's kind of bullshit. You should just redo the track if you don't have it right. And you're making your way to the Commoner Ballroom in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. But let's head to Ottawa for a moment. You just released a compilation of some stuff by The Action from Ottawa. Right, right. We had the old uh, band there from, like, I mean, I think they only lasted from uh, 77 to about maybe 79. And it's really interesting. They were on some sort of shady record label, weren't they? I guess there were a lot of shady record labels, but the record label they won was extremely shady, wasn't it? Not, of course, Sudden Death, but the one yeah, before yeah, no, Sudden Death. Actually, I'm, I don't really know the history of that because it was just like Paul 
Uh, the action consists of um, the three Fenton brothers, including Paul Fenton, and uh, two other guys uh, that made up the action. And um, so I don't really know the history of their recording or anything like that, right? So, But listening to your CD compilation, I thought I heard a needle on vinyl. I guess you didn't get the master tapes in. Uh, say that again? Did you get the master tapes from the action? It sounded like a bit of needle-on-vinyl action. Yeah, no, they assembled it there, so I, yeah, I, I know they took stuff off of uh, Seven Inches and demos and uh, stuff like that. I mean, well, they're, hey, they stopped, ceased to exist uh, long uh, before uh, uh, CDs came around, that's for sure, right? So, well, that, it's pretty cool, like, good band, yeah. And that was included in the nice package you sent me with your brand new DVD, the 30 years of DOA DVD, and the action CD was in there, and also a CD by The Spores from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And we're yeah. Speaking- yeah, great band, The Spores. Uh, I'm hoping they'll do a reunion show soon, but uh, uh, Danny uh, Novak, uh, well-known uh, filmmaker and cameraman around town that there are a lot of people know, and he's a pretty cool guy. He's usually working, so they're having like a hard time uh, scheduling like a reunion show, which was really great because the Spores were like a really fun band in their day. On the DVD, it's thirty years worth of DOA. There's a whole bunch of your videos, but there's no Terry Jacks video. You and Terry Jacks together. Where was that? Yeah, that was for uh, where evil grows. We did that in about uh, 1989, I think, or 1990, and uh, it was aimed at. Um, effluent and uh, pollution coming from uh, pulp and paper mills in, uh, in British Columbia. And uh, uh, Terry was involved in this thing called Environmental Watch, and I'd seen it on TV, and Dale Weiss had seen it, who used to run uh, track records, seen it on TV, and he said, hey, why don't you do a, um, a collaboration with Terry Jackson? And uh, we did. Uh, the video will probably end up, there's probably enough DOA stuff to do in every one of these DVDs, so there's a few things that didn't make it, like that one, and also uh, taking care of business, right? So... The great thing about the DVD is you finally have an audio commentary track, and I love the audio commentary track. I learned so much from their Joey Shithead of DOA, and again, we're speaking here to Joey Shithead of DOA, playing tonight in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, at the Commodore Ballroom with SNFU and the Jules. I learned about your World War III singles, how they ended up being stashed in a Chinese grocery store? Yeah, it was a buddy of ours. <laughs> we used to call him Al Dope Man, um, Al Stedman, the kids line of Al. Got a few different names, and uh, he uh, actually uh, uh, financed the records, right? And uh, so he's supposed to go pick them up, but he was on the lamb from the law, right? And uh, <laughs> for various things, and uh, they all of a sudden he had they had the uh, World War Three singles in his trunk, and then the cops uh, tried to pull him over. So he raced around Kitsilano and ended up down in an alley, and when I went to the back of this Chinese grocery store, they used to. I think he used to work there when he was a kid, like in Kitsilino, and he, he just said to the people, hey, i got to dump this off here right now, and he dumped off the, a couple thousand DOA singles. And and then we saw him that night, and he came back, and we said, oh, where's the singles? He said, oh, it's a long story, right? So, yeah, that was pretty funny that those singles uh, made it at all. It might have been part of property of um, the Vancouver Police Department at one point. So you did get them back in the end? Yeah, we did, uh, about two or 3,000 of them, right? So, yeah. Whatever happened to Al? Al, unfortunately, he uh, uh, died of a brain tumor about uh, end of 94, right then. Too bad. Al was a really colorful guy and a good buddy. Also on your brand new DVD, Joey Shedded of DOA, playing tonight at the Commodore Ballroom, Human Bomb. The video for Human Bomb is there. And in the video, you have Chuck Biscuits and Randy Rampage. They are in the video. You reunited them again. 
Yeah, we tried to uh, do a reunification a couple years ago with the three of us, and it just never, well, everybody couldn't agree on all the same things all at the same time, right? So it never happened. But, uh, yeah, we took the old um, second Disco Sucks cover and uh, put them in there, and then I guess my head's in the middle of the cover, but it's uh, me in the present time singing uh, the new song, uh, Human Bomb. And what yeah. I was, and that made me think, Joey Shithead, and there's a lot to think about DOA. There's a lot. 30 years, or even maybe 31 years of DOA. It's basically 31 right now, yeah. You're 31 right. years of thinking about DOA, about songs not sung by you. What songs are not sung by you that will be sung tonight? Will there be any songs not sung by you? I, well, I think I'm going to do lead vocals on all the songs, unless... Uh, the possibility Wimpy uh, will be there. He might sing uh, Fuck You. Um, but as for songs that I didn't originally sing, I mean, you'll notice a few on the DVD. There's one really excellent song by Mike Graham and the Subhumans, uh, uh, Behind the Smile, that Wimpy sang originally. There's and Last was, Night, too, right? Last Night, which is... Um, was Chuck Biscuit singing that song? No, uh, that was a really funny story about that. I actually sang that one. Maybe it doesn't sound that much like me. It's on the first album, Last Night, and... Uh, uh, we couldn't agree on the lyrics. Chuck had written them, and uh, I didn't like them, and the tour was starting. And so everybody else in the entourage took off, and we were supposed to meet them down in Bellingham. You know, they snuck across the border. We're doing this big, long marathon tour uh, in the United States. And uh, finally, me and Chuck compromised on the vocals and came up with the finished track, and then uh, somebody drove us down. Uh, I met these guys in Bellingham where uh, Dave and the rest of them were all like uh, – Blitheringly uh, drunk in the street, staggering around the streets of Bellingham, right? So, uh, but we got that track finished. But it probably sounds a little bit like uh, Chuck, but it is me singing. How about Kill, Kill, Kill? This is Pop. Is that Chuck Biscuit singing? Yeah, that's Chuck singing for sure, right? Uh, that was uh, Jim Walker um, uh, produced that. Uh, he used to drum in uh, PIL with Johnny Lydon, and he used to drum in uh, The Furies. Uh, the Furies, of course, with Chris Arnott, right? And uh, we're doing a session at Chris Cutress's studio in South Burnaby for the Vancouver um, Complication compilation, which came out, reissued a couple years ago, right? And uh, that was a really funny one, too, because uh, Chuck sang it, and we couldn't understand what he was saying. We, so we wanted to see what the copy of the lyrics, but Chuck wouldn't show us. He'd go like, oh, I'm just going to have them in the studio, fuck you guys, type thing, right? So that's, yeah, Kill Kill This Pop is pretty funny. How about the song, I Don't Give a Shit? Who sings that and who wrote it? I assume- yeah, okay, that's a good question. Randy uh, Rampage sings that one. And uh, there's some question as to who wrote it. Uh, Brad Kent says that he wrote it. But it was sort of like, a, I thought it was a four-man thing that uh, myself, Dimwit, Brad, and uh, Wimpy wrote it. Because we were jamming uh, one day, uh, kind of the early formation of uh, uh, Victorian Pork. Because there's no opening band, so we've created this band called Victorian Pork, which later on changed and involved uh, Tony Bardock and Ian Tiles and so on. Uh, and that was one of the mainstays of the Victorian Pork set. You do the burps in that song, though. That's you doing the no, burps. No, that's, right. that's Randy. Yeah, he was really excellent because you just grab a beer and uh, drain half beer and go... Like, I've never seen anybody who'd, uh, who could uh, burp on time like that. There's no Pro, Tool, no Pro Tools in those, those days. You couldn't... Uh, and no auto-tuner. You just had to do it live. Joey of DOA playing tonight at the Commodore Ballroom. Yeah. 31 years of DOA. Tonight, the Commodore Ballroom. SNFU and the Jolts also appearing. 
Chuck Biscuits. I saw a video yeah. of him on YouTube doing a band called Brown Sound. I think with him on bass and a guy called Bad Otis as well. Do you know any oh. idea about what that was? Yeah, Bad Otis is uh, he's one of Chuck's best friend best friends, and he's a friend of mine, uh, Greg Link. He's originally from the old. Uh, Reno scene of uh, like uh, seven seconds and stuff like that back about seventy nine eighty that crew and he's a video maker and uh, but I had never heard of that band but I know Chuck had to, uh, he used to live with uh, Greg and they used to make T shirts that's how they survived right down in Los Angeles. It's, but that sounds pretty funny. Was it any good? Yeah, it was pretty funky with Chuck on bass. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I don't know why because he's definitely uh, probably. If not the best, one of the three best punk rock drummers of all time. So you're playing in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Any plans for the 30th anniversary tour to go any other places at all, Joey? Shit, I guess you were just in Europe, but yeah, any other we, towns? We're pretty wrapped up for the, over the last year. Let me tell you, we did a big festival in Austin, Texas. Uh, that was great. Played Chicago. Uh, we did four shows on the Warp Tour in California. Um, a bunch of Canadian dates. We went to China. Uh, we went to Europe twice this year, and uh, tonight's actually the last night, and then uh, we uh, wrap up, and uh, I guess next week we'll start working on some new songs for a new album for, um, I guess, fall 010 type thing. In China, were they pulling out the old DOA pointed sticks albums for autographs or posters? No, that was that was more like a Japanese phenomenon where, the, yeah, no, in Japan it was unbelievable. Like, um, the pointed sticks were like, uh, like a, you know, heroes down there. I couldn't believe it. Right? It was just, I mean, great band. I'm not, <laughs> don't get me the wrong way. Uh, but in China, they didn't know stuff because the punk rock scene was really, really new, maybe like three to five years old, depending where you went. And, uh, but it's great. The kids were like, uh, crazy and they would look like they belonged in uh, discharge the way they looked. And so the, the boy, there's one band, a bunch of shows and they sound like a cross between DOA and Iron Maiden, right? It was like punk and metal kind of type thing. Right. And, um, and the, the people were really, really cool at shows, right? So did the was, did the authorities request lyric sheets before you yeah, went we in did there? Send, we did send lyrics, but the guy who booked the tour was smart enough that we sent him a couple of uh, you know mild ones or non-inflammatory type uh, songs, right? And uh, it was like you know that we got we slipped through, and then when we got the immigration at the airport, it was pretty funny because on the desk of each immigration officer. We had no idea how it worked. We didn't have work permits. Like, we just snuck in there, basically. And uh, there was a little machine that said, uh, with a smiley face, a green button said, are you satisfied with my work? And that meant the, the immigration officer. And then there was uh, two red ones where it had a, a sour face, and you could press that if you didn't like the way you are treated. But I suspected that if you press the red ones, then ten guys with truncheons would come out of the back and then beat you on the, beat you on the head, right? So... Uh, we stuck our way through, so we were kind of like, I don't know if we were the first, but uh, I were the first or close to the first kind of political punk band to, to play in China. Joey Shithead of DOA, you're on Sudden Death Records. Sudden Death Records has released this brand new DVD. It's got the brand new Spore. It's got the brand new Action from Ottawa. Not the 60s band, the Action, but the 70s punk band from Ottawa. But you've been on quite a few record labels. You were yeah. on Profile Records, weren't you, for a while? Yeah, in New York City, we did uh, the two North Strong and Free album on uh, Profile. Because looking back at that time, that was like a major hip-hop record label. Yeah, it was weird. They made a ton of dough off uh, Run DMC, and then uh, they they had so much money, I guess they decided to start a punk rock division, and they signed uh, DOA, the Nils, uh, the Cro-Mags, uh, Peter and the Test Tube Babies, 
And, uh, you know, so it was kind of had some cool stuff going on. Then it just all collapsed inward, and they wasted a bunch of money, and uh, the whole punk rock thing got dropped. So we just, hey, we went looking for another label. I think we've been on about 10 or 12 different labels. And the only one that's really, maybe not the only one, but the one that treated us the best, really, and they're still good pals, is uh, uh, Jello's label, Alternative Tentacles, in San Francisco. With the hip-hop connection, were you ever offered by, like, Rick Rubin or anything like that to play on any Run DMC stuff? Because didn't Chuck Biscuits end up on some Run DMC stuff? Did you ever get integrated into the, like, you could have been part of that pioneering Limp Biscuit type thing? <laughs> yeah, a whole different take on that musical history for me. Um, no, uh, the only thing that was uh, peculiar about that, uh, before we signed there, um, we had a song on the previous album, Let's Wreck the Party, that was called The Dance of Death. And it kind of had a, a bit of a groove funk thing going. And I don't think we were thinking it was a hip-hop thing, but it kind of got interpreted that way. And we made a really cheap video. Uh, Mr. Frank the Clown from uh, Anchorage, Alaska made this video for us. And... Uh, they played it, and then MTV declared that. They, remember D.D. Uh, Ramon? He had this thing called D.D. Uh, D.D. and the D.D. King and the something or others, right? Yeah, his rap band or something. Yeah, it was a rap band, and uh, so they said on that year the two worst rap videos of the year were uh, D.D. King and uh, D.O.A. And funnily enough, we were just on our way to the profile office in New York to sign that record deal about '87, and who did we run into but uh, D.D. Ramon? And Didi Ramon was, uh, we went, uh, hey, you know, me, it was me and Dave Gregg, and we went, hey, Didi, how you doing? Uh, maybe you don't remember us, but we're DOA. Uh, we opened for you guys a bunch of times. And, and he didn't show any sign of recognition, but the really oddest thing was he went like, yeah, I'm doing good, man. I got this new rap record out, man. It's doing good, doing good. And so then we said, well, how are the rest of the guys doing? Man, I got this new record out. You know that? It's this new rap record. It's doing good. And he... Everything I asked him, he just repeated that about five or six times, and finally me and Dave went, uh, okay, well, good luck, D.D., right? Joey Shitted of DOA, it's amazing how these things cross-pollinate. For instance, there's that famous story of the David Lee Roth headlock, isn't there? <laughs> the David Lee Roth headlock. Now, I'm going to tie this together. Maybe you could just mention this. You ended yeah. up being managed, which you learn on your brand new DVD, 30 Years of DOA, the audio commentary. I love it. I never knew this. You were managed by Marshall Burl, who was Milton Burl's nephew. Yeah, and, yeah. And he also managed Van Halen. Yeah, he was also involved with a really horrible band. Uh, you remember the 80s band Rat? Yes, Rat and Roll Baby. I've interviewed Rat. I've interviewed oh, okay. Rat. Rat and Roll Baby. But I guess I was wondering, can you tell the people about the David Lee Roth headlock? Yeah, and it did, was, did yeah, Mar- it was a, did yeah, maybe Mar- about 79 or 1980, we played a whole series of shows with extras, like, at uh, not at the Whiskey, but one up the street from there in Los Angeles. And it was like one Thursday night show, two on Friday, two on Saturday. And all these people came out. It was like Danny Partridge, Gene Simmons, and uh, David Lee Roth. And we thought it was his bodyguard, but it was actually the bass player. We didn't recognize him right from Van Halen. And um, so um, what, what happened was that at the end of the show, is that, uh, uh, you know, David Lee Roth came up early and went like, uh, oh, man. You guys are just doing the same thing as us, just packaging it differently, man. And uh, Biscuits went like, I don't think so. That kind of thing, right? Give him the cold shoulder. And um, uh, what what went down there, the show, like Roth was out back when we were loading up our gear outside the, the club. And uh, he was so fucking hammered. He had some uh, poor, unfortunate woman in tow with him and, uh, and his game, the aforementioned bodyguard bass player. 
and uh, Bob uh, Montgomery, Chuck's brother, got uh, David said, "Hey, David, do us one of your, one of your screams." You know, fans, oh, that kind of thing. And he wouldn't do it, so Bob went over and put him to a headlock, right? And he says, and made him do it. So, but he was his voice was so trashed from drinking all night, he could just barely squeeze one out, right? So, but he did it, right? But I guess what I was wondering is, you had Marshall Burl as a manager who managed. Yeah. Did he ever find out about that? No, not really. And the the, the association with Marshall Burrow was uh, brief enough that we never met at the office or anything like that, right? So, because I've got your David Lee Roth headlock story confused with Henry Rollins chasing Motley Crue. Yeah, I can say I never heard the Motley Crue one with Henry Rollins, but I think that's a good thing. Uh, good on Henry. And one other <laughs> thing, Joey Shitted winding up here with Joey Shitted of DOA playing tonight at the Commodore Ballroom. Thirty years of DOA with SNFU and the Jolts. I never realized this either. Thinking about DOA, thirty-one years of DOA. That Dave Gregg, who you mentioned, was in the band Private School, and Private School had a song called "Fuck You," and DOA do "Fuck You." Yeah, uh, I can't remember all the Private School stuff, but they were actually a pretty good band. Uh, they were kind of odd because they were more rocky than uh, the other punk rock bands of the day. People, you got to remember, this is like about seventy-eight, seventy-nine, and uh, they were they. Everybody got their chance to open up for all the big bands. We opened for the Ramones, and then I think uh, uh, Private School opened for the Police at the Commodore, and then oh, they had a horrible time. They broke the bass drum skin, and uh, the singer tried telling jokes, and uh, they pretty well got booed off the stage. But they did have some good performances that time. Did you ever think of doing their song, Fuck You, in the set? Because you had two fuck yous back to yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I haven't. But tonight we'll be doing a blues version of it. And then uh, the subhuman style, or subhuman, subhuman song. Who is Sylvie E. Tome? With that photo, uh, you know what? I have no idea. That's the marijuana photo, isn't it? Well, no, on the back of the DVD, it says, like, produced by Sylvia E. Thome. Thome. On the back of your DVD. You oh, you, you know what? That, no, I think that's, uh, well, unless it's a typo, I think there's just a photo credit. It, it says, oh, is that supposed to be a photo? Is that who took the photo, you think? Yeah, yeah, on the disc. That's the photo, yeah. Okay, because I think it said something like produced by or associated. Boy, I, I, I'd have to take a look. I don't have the DVD in front. <laughs> I hope not. Boy, what a typo. And, and, Actually, I, don't, I don't even know who this, this took, that, took that photo when we used it in there. Also, just quickly here, Joey Shitted, I did an interview with, I got interviewed by a guy called Mark Butler, who played in a band called Steve Stiletto, who are from Florida. Speaking there, Mr. Spike, do you remember the band Steve Stiletto at all? Cool, it rings a bell, but I can't remember anything about him, right? But I've heard the name before. And how about Hutch, your sound man, who now is doing sound for tons of other bands? Yeah. Where yeah. is he now? He lives up in the high desert outside of uh, L.A., like uh, San Bernardino County type thing. And, and uh, Actually, sorry to interrupt, Joey. I think we have a, we have a caller right now. And it, sure. And it could be, hello, caller, are you there? Hello, I am. Who are you? Um, I'm me. And you are? Is this Justin? It is. Hello, Justin. This is Nardwar from CITR Radio. Hi, Justin. And Justin, believe it or not, this is kind of an interworld lockup of two people. Joey Shithead, you are now speaking to Justin of the New Model Army. And Justin, you are now speaking to Joey Shithead of DOA. Do you know DOA at all, Justin? I can't hear too well. Go on, speak up. Oh, Joey, can you hear what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm quite familiar with the New Model Army. Good band. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can we're just driving through. We're driving through rainy Milwaukee. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, um, I will just say, Joey Shidat, have you ever met Justin before? 
I don't think so. Despite, uh, but he's uh, they booked book by the same guy. They're pals with uh, Brian Swirsky from New York, who's a buddy of mine. So you might mention that to him whenever you get like a clear signal from uh, Justin. Okay, and Justin, are you there? Can you hear me? I can. Justin, that was Joey Shithead of the band DOA, who I also have on the phone line at the very same time because they're playing tonight in Vancouver, saying you guys are managed by the same person or booked. Or by booked. Bro- booked. By Brian Swirsky. Hello, Hello, Joey. Hi, Justin. How are you doing? Uh, are you still working with Brian Swirsky? Uh, sort of, yeah. Yeah. He's been, yeah. Out, he's been helping us out lots. Yeah, he's a good guy. Say hello to him for me. I will. Yeah. Oh, right. Well, thanks very much for phoning in, Joey Shithead. If yeah. You just, if you just hold on the line for a moment there, Justin. Keep on rocking in the free world, Joey. And actually, lastly, Joey, I want to ask you, do you ever get hassled from wearing your own band shirt? Do you ever get hassled from wearing your own band shirt? Uh, I know that <laughs> I do all the time. You know, when I run out of shirts, I just go out to the DOA truck and I go, hmm. I don't feel like washing a shirt. I just grab a fresh one, right? <laughs> I know. I actually have never gotten hassled over that. I know. So you know, you're not supposed to do it, but you know what? I just make my own set of rules. Well, thanks so much, Joey. Yeah, thank you, Nardwar. Pleasure talking to you tonight at the Commodore Ballroom in Vancouver. Thirty-one years of DOA, SNFU, and the Jolts. Thanks again for yeah. phoning in, Joey. And do do the loot do. Do do. And you're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nerdwater Human Serviette Radio Show. And Justin, are you still there on the line? I am. And Justin of New Model Army, you are coming to Vancouver as well, aren't you? And you're going to tell me the date, aren't you? Yes, you are coming on October 8th, Thursday, Thursday, October 8th, to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And where are you right now? You said you're going through the mountains? No, no, we're driving through rainy Milwaukee. On your way to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And actually, I will ask this to you, Justin. Do you ever get hassled for wearing your own band T-shirt? Have you ever worn your own band T-shirt on stage? Mm, I can't remember. Um, It's not a good name to have in Ireland. Really? Yeah. But that's, uh, that's just Irish history. I don't expect the Vancouver people to know that too much. And Justin of New Model Army, are you going to Las Vegas on this tour? I didn't see any Las Vegas dates. No, we haven't got any money to take there. Because you have quite a few connections to Las Vegas. For instance, Tom Jones. You guys did a cover with Tom Jones. What can you tell the people about New Model Army and Tom Jones together doing Gimme Shelter? We did that song, which is one of the best songs, with one of the best singers, with one of the best producers, and one of the best harmonica players, and definitely one of the best bands. So it's perhaps one of the best recordings ever made by anyone ever. And Tom is lovely. Were you actually in the same room together, or was it done by some sort of magic? Uh, no, it wasn't. We were in the same, the same place, same time. It was great. He's, he's a lovely man. All he ever wanted to do in his life, I think, is sing and get laid. And he did lots of both. And he's really happy. So on this particular tour, are you doing Gimme Shelter at all? Are you doing Monster Mash? Another great cover that New Model Army have done. The Monster Mash. Have we done that? You've done the Monster Mash, I noticed. (laughs) Thank you for reminding me. I must have forgotten. Have people been offering lots of requests? Has anybody requested the Monster Mash at all, Justin? No, you're the first. 
And of course, people can request the Monster Mash when New Model Army come to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. On then we'll find it. It'll be a perfect find out to see how people listen to your show. Who shouts out for the Monster Mash? Yes. And you are Justin from the New Model Army. And if anybody has any questions for Justin, it's 604-822-2487, 604-UBC-CITR. That's the phone number. Or you can also tweet. You could use Twitter, and you can tweet at at Nardwar. That's N-A-R-D-W-U-A-R. On this particular tour, Justin, that New Model Army are doing... How many followers do you have? Because over the years, New Model Army has had a fanatical bunch of followers that notice everything. Have you had people going to all the gigs? Uh, yes, we have. Are they people that you remember from years past? Obviously not too many in America because you couldn't do as much Americanization. Well, it's a, it's, it, it's, in terms of Europeans coming over, it's, a, it's kind of they, they come over for, for a batch of dates. I don't think any of the Europeans are doing the whole tour. We tend to get people doing sections. So there's a bunch of uh, people from London and Germany over at the moment for this kind of Midwest section. And there's a couple of people who have been following us all over from the East Coast, from Washington, D.C. and New York. And I think when we get to the West, it gets more difficult because it's 4,000 million miles between each city. Do you know their names or their backgrounds, or do they play in bands? Can you give any background about the followers? There must be some interesting no, they're people. They're all really... They're all really different kinds of people. Just really different ages, different backgrounds, different, uh, just really different kinds of people. All really interesting. And we have a caller. Caller, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you go ahead to Justin from New Model Army, caller? Hi there, Justin. Hiya. How are you doing? I'm all right. Yeah, you sound a little rough. Oh, well, I'm always a little bit rough, and uh, touring America is kind of tough. Yeah? Yeah, well, just because as we right? mentioned, everything's 75,000 no, no million miles Oh, that's good. Um, well, I'm looking forward to you to come to Vancouver, and uh, cheers for rocking and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, and they're playing the... I should... It's the first time for 16 years, I think, that we've played Vancouver. Pardon me? Uh, Justin was saying... It's the first time for 16 years. 16 years. Jeez. Well, I'm 16, yes. 93 was the last time we came through Vancouver, I think. 93. Yeah. Excellent. Well, I, I, I wasn't here in 93, but uh, I will come to the next show when you, when, when you show up. Yeah, and it's on the Thursday, October 8th at the yep. Rickshaw in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. At the Rickshaw. Hastings. Whereabouts is the Rickshaw? Roughly Hastings and Maine. And new, brand new theater just opened up. It's really great there, caller. Oh, yeah. Okay, great. Thanks, Nardwar. Anything else you want to add at all? Any other questions? Um, I was just going to do the doo-doo-doo-doo-doo. Oh, okay. Well, thanks so much, and Doo-doo-doo-doo-doo. Yeah, bye, bro. And you're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, the Nardwarda Human Serviette Radio Show. And we're speaking here live to Justin from New Model Army, who are coming to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. If anybody has any questions, it's 604-822-2487-UBC-CITR, or use Twitter at, at Nardwar, N-A-R-D-W-U-A-R. Uh, Justin, 16 years ago, you played Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Was that at the Town Pump? Do you remember that gig? Was that the Town Pump in Vancouver? That name rings a bell. I don't remember that much about the gig. I always lived by the maxim, you know, that the, the key to happy life is good health and a bad memory. 
What's cool, though, is you have actually been to Vancouver in kind of a solo capacity, haven't you? When you played the Cobalt, like you played the Cobalt. That's incredible. Uh, yeah, I came over with a couple of guys at the band. We did kind of um, acoustic acoustic thing in the Cobalt. Is the Cobalt incredible? It I was is, thinking it was quite incredible. Is it still there? It is actually going to be closing in October. So that's why I thought it's so great that you've had the chance to play it before it's closing. Uh, I remember it well. And you are Justin of the New Model Army. And Justin, I have some lyrics I would like to recite to you. Some prose here. <clears throat> From Baffin Island to Barrow Strait, the level ice fields go. From Boothia Gulf to Minto Head. Do you know what that is by? No. The Great Bergs Journey Slow, by Ridge and Shore, by Cape and Bay, by Reefs the Whalers Shun, the Bear and the Coast Wolf Seek Their Prey, where the Blind Sea Runs Away. Any idea who wrote no. that at all? That was written, Justin, by Alan Sullivan, your relative. Really? Well, okay, I thought it might be, but I didn't want to say it because I didn't recognize it. What can you tell the people about Alan Sullivan, your Canadian relative? From 1913, he wrote that. My grandfather, I never knew, very sadly. Um, he was born in Sault Marie, where his father, Edward Sullivan, was bishop. Um, he was an immigrant from Ireland, and he ended up as bishop of uh, Algoma in Sault Marie. And my grandfather, Alan, was um, born there, and he fell in love with the Canadian North and wrote all these kind of very romantic, uh, Kitlin-esque kind of stories about the Inuit and the Indian tribes. And uh, he was an engineer and a miner and always trying to make his fortune up there. and never really did, but he um, he was in love with that whole area. And then he married this very rich woman from Boston, United States, and she decided to move the family to Europe. And so my father moved to Europe when he was 12. And Justin from New Model Army, does that mean that your father was born in Boston or was born in Canada? He was born in in Toronto. He was born in Toronto? Yeah. And you've tried to recreate this kind of by going on your own expeditions, like you were on the Canmar Pride. You took like a cool steam, ride, steam liner across to Canada or something like that, didn't you? You went on some additions? Well, it's not steam anymore, but it is the best way to travel across the Atlantic on a freight ship. It's kind of uh, one of those really, really big container ships, 2,000 containers. Well, it looks really big in port, but when you get in the middle of the Atlantic, it doesn't quite feel so big. Is it hard to get on board? Like, do you have to be the crew to be on board? Did you? Oh, no, you, 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 there's those days when you could, like, work your passage. They're kind of long gone. But uh, they're set up to... The, the ship I was on could take up to five passengers. So they can take passengers. Um, it's not cheap. It's actually more expensive than flying. But, you, you know, you get 12 days on board and learn a lot. Who was on, else on board? Were there any other passengers? Were you the no, only uh, one? No, the passengers. I was the only one. So I spent most of the time just on the bridge with the crew, just talking to the crew. They were all Indian, except the captain was English. And then Justin from New Model Army, coming to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, on October 8th to the rickshaw, you ended up going to Sault Ste. Marie as well to check that place out. Didn't you go, like, sledding there? Mm, I went sledding in somewhere, Algonquin National Park or somewhere. All those kind of things that the other stuff of my grandfather's life. I kind of wanted to, to go back and find out all those things. It's kind of after my father died. You always do these things too late, you know? 
Well, thank you for coming to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, October 8th at the Rickshaw. And in an interview, Justin, with Alan McInnes of The Skinny Magazine, on page two of The Skinny, you said, a lady picked me up, took me home, and I think we spent four days in bed. It was a long time ago. Is it true there, Justin, of New Model Army, that you lost your virginity in Vancouver? I did. (laughs) Yes, I did. And if a lady called Dorothy is still out there in Vancouver listening, thank you very much. It was a great four days. What year would have that been, and were you checking out punk gigs at the same time? Oh, it's before punk. It's 1975. Some proto-punk gigs. What is interesting is I wonder if you attended any of the same gigs, perhaps, while you were hanging out in Vancouver as Joey Shithead of DOA, who just was earlier on in this conversation on the Nardwari Human Serviette Radio Show. Did you check out any gigs on your travels in that time? I can't remember. I saw a couple of bar gigs, but it was before punk rock, you know. I can't remember much now about gigs. I didn't get to any sort of proper gigs. Justin of New Model Army, Alan, also interviewed Motorhead, who you kind of have a connection to as well, via Hawkwind, don't you, your lineage of the band? Um, our, uh, well, he wasn't our first drummer, but he was our main drummer from 82 to, to 98, Robert Heaton. Yeah, he was kind of, uh, he was a roadie for Hawkwind. But I think, actually, after uh, Lemmy had left, and Robert was also okay, I think he jumped on a couple of tracks, although he never actually, he was kind of shy about which ones. Did you ever meet Motorhead at all? Have you met Lemmy before? I've met Lemmy a couple of times, yeah. Um, yeah, just sort of in passing. He's a gentleman. I was mentioning Alan McInnes of Skinny Magazine here from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, a great journalist. But you also knew an amazing journalist from the UK who recently passed away, Stephen Wells. What can you tell the people about Stephen Wells? He really was a unique writer, wasn't he? Yeah, I think he was, in many ways, the best music writer ever to have come out of Britain. I think he just had that amazing um, talent. If you ever wanted a white-lead sepulchre, gunning down he was your man you know he really believed in that sort of the the whole punk rock thing which is take down the whited sepulchres but do it with love and humor and wit and kind of um i know he was just a fantastic writer did you keep up with him to the very end no i actually lost touch with him a bit I, uh, he went to, he went to live in philadelphia which is kind of, he's so English, but he fell in love with America and moved to Philadelphia, which kind of surprised lots of people, including myself. And I didn't actually keep up with him until the end, sadly. And Justin from... We all kind of lived in a, house, a weird old house together back in 1980. And that was in Bradford? Yeah. I was also wondering about that, Justin, from New Model Army coming to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. You said over the years you love Northern Soul. You like the Northern Soul. You've really been influenced by Northern Soul. Ah, well, that Northern Soul is a strange phenomenon of British music, which was particularly strong in the 70s. And it was, uh, it was, I'm not sure if it's Northern because it took place in Northern clubs in Britain, or because it took in Northern Soul from America, which were basically um, cheap copies of Town and Motown and sort of records from Chicago and Detroit. Soul music from that era, 60s, 70s. And it was all up-tempo stuff. And there would be these clubs in Britain would start open at midnight and people would dance late in the morning. And no one kind of drank. Everybody took kind of pills. So it was kind of pre-rave, rave, except the music was better. 
And that's what I was kind of curious about. I'm very curious about New Model Army, who are coming to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, October 8th, to the rickshaw. We're speaking to Justin from New Model Army. Any questions for Justin? 604-822-2487-UBC-CITR or Twitter at Nardwar, N-A-R-D-W-U-A-R. You love Northern Soul, and I guess I was wondering, what did you think about the mod revival bands that were happening around the same time the New Model Army were starting? Like, there was a band called The Scene from Bradford, a mod revival band. Do you remember them at all? I don't, actually. Perhaps I ought to, but I don't. How about the other mod... I said earlier, I said earlier, said Good health and a bad memory. Go on. Did you like any of those mod revival bands? Like there was the band The Times who had the song... No, because... No, I mean, I, there were some of the original mod bands from Britain. You know, Small Faces and Kinks and kind of the Who, I suppose. They definitely had the moments. But just because they were doing a kind of... a uh, kind of copy of that soul stuff out of America didn't mean they were quite as good. One of the bands, The Times, it was kind of late, though, in 1989, led by Ed Ball. He had a song called Dada Won't Buy Me a Bar House. And in it, there's a line that says, Is there a vacancy waiting for you at the New Model Army down at Waterloo? He actually name-checks the New Model Army in The Times Mod Revival song from 89. You do amazing research. Oh, well, thank you. I was just so stoked that you guys were actually name-dropped. Do you remember that at all? Dad, no. <laughs> Dad won't. I, what also made me think of, he mentioned you and Bauhaus in the same you know, section there. Did you ever play the Bat Cave, Cave? Or did you ever go to the Groucho Club? Or did you ever play any gigs with Bauhaus? Um, no, we never did. It's kind of, no one really knows what it is that New Model Army do. We do do goth festivals, and um, we also do folk festivals, and we also do metal festivals, because, uh, like I said, no one really knows what it is we do, what, you know. Um, I noticed this week we're in the, uh, the dark wave charts in Germany, but I'm not sure what, quite what that means. We're very, you know, we, we've sort of managed to stay a bit like Groucho Marx, you know, out of any club that would have us as members. Justin of New Model Army, you guys signed to EMI. You signed to EMI Records pretty early on, wasn't it? You signed to EMI? 84, yeah. And when you signed to EMI, you said in an interview that Crass were actually approached by EMI, or, or they approached EMI to distribute them. Is that true? Because I think you were saying, we signed to EMI, but look, Crass, they actually asked EMI for distro. Is that true? Well, I think so, Buck. <laughs> I, I seem to remember that being true, but as I said, a long time ago. I, I don't believe all this kind of purity, purity thing. Because I thought that was... You know, it, it, even in the old days of punk rock, everybody made vinyl records. Vinyl records are made out of oil, and the oil would come out of the ground courtesy of Shell BP, AMS, etc., etc., etc. So the idea that somehow, um, you know, some bands were, were morally purer than others, we never kind of bought that. Did you have a special cocaine clause in your contract? This sounds fascinating. What was the cocaine clause in the New Model Army EMI contract? <laughs> I'll have to go back and look at the contract. I can't remember. Wasn't it something? But, but, but out of all the drugs, from you know, from alcohol through to heroin, I think it's the kind of most destructive. I, and I, it's. One of, the, one of the rules in the Model Army was no cocaine, no conservatives. Those are, actually, those are pretty much the only two rules. No cocaine, no conservatives. Um, uh, and I, I don't really know or care what people in the band or the crew get up to. 
Um, it's just there's no culture of cutting up in the dressing room and cutting up on a tour bus, and which means that you don't get drawn into it when you kind of don't want to. And I think that that's kind of healthy for the band, really. What's interesting about your contract, though, with EMI was that I think that it forbid EMI employees to indulge. Like, you're like, hey, we signed to EMI. We don't want anybody associated with us to do cocaine. Did anybody else have such a contract? Were you one of the only bands that had something like this? <laughs> I think it, it, we didn't. <laughs> it would have been a lovely idea to have had a contract that said that. But, uh, of course, it's not true. Perhaps they weren't meant to do it in our dressing room. Justin of New Model Army, winding up here as you're heading towards Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada on October 8th at the rickshaw. We're speaking to Justin from New Model Army. Are you doing much exploring? Are you getting a chance to visit any sacred sites, any Wiccan sites at all? Absolutely none. I mean, when I occasionally I come to America or Canada on holiday and then I get to see things. When you tour, you kind of and an awful lot of diners and an awful lot of hotel rooms and that's kind of it. Has anybody been bringing you any Wiccan presents or any kind of sacred presents? Or have you got any cool records? Have you, is your bus full of stuff? Is your yeah, van well, full of stuff? Got, uh, a very kind Canadian lady from Toronto bought me a fantastic box set of Motown and other soul DVDs because she knows I'm into that. Canadians and, and Americans generally are extraordinarily generous, I think. To end the interview right now, Justin, we're going to play the song Today is a Good Day by New Model Army. Brand new from New Model Army. On what charts are you again in Germany? The dark light chart? What is it chart you're in in Germany? I missed that. Sorry, someone else was shouting at me at the moment. Oh, Can you say it one more time? I'm going to say we're going to play the song Today is a Good Day. Oh, good. And what can you tell the people about that particular song? And what chart is it on in Germany? You're saying in Germany they had a special genre for I you. The album, the album is on some kind of dark wave chart, whatever that means. This song was written in, it's kind of a year, a year anniversary celebration of the collapse of Lehman Brothers and the World Tree. And, the and where was this particular track recorded? That was recorded in our own studio. And how did that... We, did, we, we put the whole album together in the studio in February. And how did that differ from recording at that place where you had to ride a boat to? What was that place like? We had to ride at Sawmills or something like that. Sawmills is a legendary place down in Cornwall that you can only reach by boat. It's, on, it's in a kind of a little lagoon off a river estuary. And you have to wait till the tide comes in and then you can sail the boats right into where the Sawmill Studios is. You can uh, you can walk to it, but you can't drive because there's no road. Has anybody it's ever dropped? It's an amazing place. Has anybody ever dropped instruments overboard? Like are there lead? <laughs> That's a good question. We never did, but I'm not sure about everybody else. Because there's been quite a when few. We used it. It was kind of very primitive, and all the, uh, the accommodation was cabins in the woods. But now that then eventually the above the actual studio, which used to be a family home, they turned that into kind of five star accommodation for posh musicians. And now it's kind of. Um, now it's kind of pretty... It's got to get in, and it's expensive. Um, but in the days when we used to use it, and no one had ever heard of it, and it was just a really magical place. Well, thanks so much for phoning in to the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show today. Justin from New Model Army, coming to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, October 8th at the rickshaw here in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Anything else you want to add to the people out there at all? No, but it would be good to be back in Vancouver, really. And hopefully somebody will request the Monster Mash, too, right? <laughs> why should people care about New Model Army, Justin? Lastly, why should people care about New Model Army? Because I think that we're a really interesting outfit. 
I can't think of another uh, group that doesn't belong to any genre of any kind that never had a top 20 single hit in any country ever that's had a pretty healthy 30-year career that's, you know, released 240 songs and all of them are kind of different um, and that it's kind of we. I think as a band, we just uh, always got new ideas. Well, thanks so much, Justin. Keep on rocking in the free world and do do the loot do. Thank you very much, Edouard. Uh, almost, Justin. Do do the loot do. Is it toots? Almost, yes. Do do the loot do. I have no idea what I meant to say at this point. Uh, you have to help me. Oh, how would you um, finish this proposition I'm giving you? Do, 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 do. Do, do. Yeah! Thank you. See ya. This is absolutely stunning. Wall Street has seen very, very few days like this. The mortgage crisis has now taken down two of the biggest names. The market worth $600 million in the eight years leading up to Lehman Wow. Well.
You're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwarda Human Serviette Radio Show. That was New Model Army with Today is a Good Day. Here right now is DOA, and we spoke to Joey Shithead of DOA, who is playing tonight at the Commodore Ballroom in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, with SNFU and the Jolts. This is the song that I mentioned to Joey, I Don't Give a Shit, vocals by Randy Rampage, burping by Randy Rampage, and after that is the band Private School from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, featuring Dave Gregg on vocals, who later joined DOA. Away, and this is Private School's song, Fuck You, which does not resemble the DOA or the subhuman song, Fuck You, other than that Dave Gregg of DOA was actually in Private School, and it ties together in such ways. Here is the song I mentioned, I Don't Give a Shit, by DOA. <laughs> I'm not. 
still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard right there from Ottawa, Ontario, and the complete 
Punk Recordings out on Sun Death Records, Joey Shithead's record label, Complete Recordings 77 to 78, The Action with Due to Strangle. And before that, from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, Private School with the song Fuck You. And before that, DOA with I Don't Give Ah, shit. Again, DOA are playing tonight at the Commodore Ballroom. 31 years of DOA in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada with SNFU. Brand new documentary. Amazing documentary out on Chai Pig right now. And also The Jolts from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Right now, here is a bit of New Model Army as captured in 1983 and 84 by David Jensen and John New Model Army, who also are coming to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada on October 8th. Children, go! 
drugs in the whole damn world You'll only notice me Mainline poisons by the score Notice me Break any law and I hurt anybody For God's sakes, notice me Will I be a pop star and a stand on stage For Christ's sake, notice me
Sabia 